Hey everyone, Rakesh Sahu here with the 365 Explorer podcast. Hope you all are doing well. 2021 started with a roller coaster unfortunate event at the capital which is unprecedented in many level. But prior to it in the month of December 2020, a hack was detected in the US which was so unparalleled that it can have long-standing impacts for days to come in not one or two organizations but 18,000 of them. A hacker group believed to have affiliated with the Russian government gained access to computer systems belonging to multiple US government departments including the US Treasury and Commerce in a long campaign that is believed to have started in March. The news triggered an emergency meeting of US National Security Council, the NSC, on December the 12th of 2020. The attack involved hackers compromising the infrastructure of the SolarWinds Orion application, the company's network and application monitoring platform, and then using that to access to produce and distribute trojanized updates to the software users. On a page on its website that was taken down after the news broke out, SolarWinds stated that its customers include 425 of the US Fortune 500 companies, the top 10 US telecommunication companies, the top 5 US accounting firms, all branches of US military, the Pentagon, the State Department, as well as hundreds of universities and colleges worldwide. The SolarWinds software supply chain attack also allowed hackers to access the network of US cybersecurity firm FireEye, a breach that was announced last week. Even though FireEye didn't name the group of attackers responsible, the Washington Post reports it is to be APT29 or Cozy Bear. The hacking arm of Russian Foreign Intelligence Service, the SVR. The software builds of Orion version 2019.4, HF5 through 2020.2.1 that were released between March 2020 and June 2020 might have contained a trojanized component. However, Farai noted in its analysis that each of the attacks required meticulous planning and manual interaction by the attackers. The attackers managed to modify an Orion platform plugin called solarwinds.orion.core.businesslayer.dll that is distributed as part of the Orion platform updates. The Trojanized component is digitally signed and contains a backdoor that communicates with the third-party servers controlled by the attackers. FireEye tracked its components as Sunburst and has released open source detection rules of it on GitHub. Based on a FireEye analyst excerpt, after an initial dormant period of two weeks, it retrieves and executes commands called jobs that include the ability to transfer files, execute files, profile the system, reboot the machine, and disable system services. The malware masquerades its network traffic as Orion Improvement Program or OIP protocol and store reconnaissance results within legitimate plugins configuration files allowing it to blend in with legitimate solar wind activity. The backdoor uses multiple obfuscated 
block lists to identify forensic and antivirus tools running as processes, services and drivers. The attackers kept their malware footprint very low, preferring to steal and use credentials to perform lateral movement through the network and establish legitimate remote access. The backdoor was used to deliver a lightweight malware dropper that has never been seen before and which FireEye has dubbed called Teardrop. This dropper loads directly in the memory and does not leave traces on the disk. Researchers believe it was used to deploy a customized version of the Cobalt Strike Beacon payload. Cobalt Strike is a commercial penetration testing framework and post-exploitation agent designed for red teams that has also been adopted and used by hackers and sophisticated cyber criminal groups. This is some of the best operational security exhibit by a threat actor that FireEye has ever observed being focused on detection, evasion, and leveraging existing trust relationships. However, the company researchers believe these attacks can be detected through persistent defense and have described multiple detection techniques in their adversary. SolarWinds advises customers to upgrade to Orion Platform version 2020.2.1 HF2 which was released some time back after 2020.2.1 HF1, which is a clean version. At the same time, it also replaces the compromise component and make additional security enhancements. The US Department of Homeland Security has also issued an emergency directive to the government organizations to check their network for the presence of the trojanized component and report back. Out of the many major private organizations, Microsoft was one of them to be affected by this attack. There have already been many customer guidance advisories posted by Microsoft MSRC blog. Based on the last update shared on 31st December 2020, Microsoft says, and I quote, Our investigation into our own environment has found no evidence of access to production service or customer data. The investigation which is ongoing has also found no indications that our systems were used to attack others. They also said, as we previously reported, we detected malicious soft SolarWind applications in our environment which we isolated and removed. Having investigated further, we can now report that we have found no evidence of common TTPs, that is tools, techniques and procedures related to the abuse of forged SAML tokens against our corporate domains. Our investigation has however revealed attempted activities beyond just the presence of malicious solar wind code in our environment. This activity has not put at risk the security of our services or any customer data but we want to be transparent and share what we are learning as we combat what we believe is very sophisticated nation-state attack. They also said we detected unusual activity with small number of internal accounts and open review. We discovered one account had been used to view source code in a number of source code repositories. The account did not have permissions to modify any code or engineering systems and our investigation further confirmed no changes were made. These accounts were investigated and remediated.
software supply chain attacks are not a new development and security experts have been warning for many years that they are some of the hardest type of threats to prevent because they take advantage of the trust relationships between vendors and customers and machine to machine communication channels such as software update mechanisms that are inherently trusted by the users. Back in 2012, researchers discovered that the attackers behind the flame cyber espionage malware used a cryptographic attack against the MD5 file hashing protocol to make their malware appear as if it was legitimately signed by Microsoft and distribute it through the Windows update mechanism to targets. That wasn't an attack where the software developer itself, that is Microsoft, was compromised, but the attackers exploited a vulnerability in the Windows update file, checking demonstrating that software update mechanism can be exploited to that great effect. In 2017, security researchers from Kaspersky Lab uncovered a software supply chain attack by an APT group dubbed WinIT that involved breaking into the infrastructure of Netsarang, a company that makes server management software which allowed them to distribute trojanized versions of the product that were digitally signed with the company's legitimate certificate. That same group of attackers later broke into development infrastructure of Avast subsidiary CCleaner and distributed trojanized versions of the program to over 2.2 million users. Last year, attackers hijacked the update infrastructure of computer manufacturer Asus Tech computer that distributed malicious version of the Asus Life update utility to the users. The big question now is, is there a possibility that companies can avoid this kind of attacks in future? Companies as users of the software should start thinking about applying zero trust networking principles and role-based access controls not just to the users but also to the application and the servers. Just as not every user or device should be able to access any application or server on the network, not every server or application should be able to talk to other servers and application on the network. When deploying any new software technology into the networks, companies should ask themselves what could happen if that products get compromised because of a malicious update and try to put controls in place that would minimize the impact as much as possible. It's likely that number of software supply chain attacks will increase in future, especially as the other attackers see how successful and wide-ranging they can be. The number of ransomware attacks against organizations exploited after the WannaCry and NotPetya attacks of 2017 because they showed to attackers that enterprise networks are not as resilient as they are thought against such attacks. Since then many cybercrime groups have adopted sophisticated techniques and often put them on par with the nationwide cyber espionage actors. Ransomware gangs have also understood the value of exploiting the supply chain and have started hacking into managed service providers to exploit the, their access into their customer networks. NotPetya itself had a supply chain component because the ransomware worm was initially launched through the backdoor software 
update server of an accounting software called MEDoc that is popular in Eastern Europe. Hope today's episode was useful. Let me know what you think about today's episode at my Twitter handle at the rate Rocky Sahud. You can also find it in the social links of the podcast. Do subscribe the podcast if you have not yet. Take care and goodbye for now.